With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, we told you it was going to happen, and it did. The uh, mainstream media uh, attacked Tom Brady yesterday, as as expected, for what else? His white privilege and for not uh, denouncing Donald Trump. Uh, I knew it would be a stretch. I knew it would be kind of silly. It is much, much worse than we thought. We will read you that column from USA Today about uh, Tom Brady. Also, an anchor on Newsmask walks off, walks off the set because, you know, Mike Lindell was just a little too crazy for him. I think it's, I think today Newsmax should fire the guy, but we'll play you that sound. It's kind of incredible. And uh, Tom Shattuck will make his Super Bowl pick, and we'll give you an update, uh, some news on our guy, TB Turtle Boy. All that on the Callahan Podcast today, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I don't know why I ever had my doubts, Tom Shattuck and Dave Colin. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. I said, I thought, I, I wondered if there would be a story, a story uh, during this um Super Bowl lead up because there's no real Super Bowl media day and this don't have these big gaggles every day surrounding Tom Brady. I wondered if somebody out there in the media, in the mainstream media would come up with something so outrageous and so silly and just so insane that we would uh, spend some time talking about it. Would they find a way? Because as I point out often, Brady always does the right thing, always says the right thing. He's smart. He's careful. He's come to peace with the attention he gets, and he finds a way to not let it ruffle him ever, ever. And we've gone through so many examples of him talking about uh, Trump or him talking about Alex Guerrero or him talking about uh, uh, you know his, his uh, business, TB12, his methods, his, uh, his strange way of uh, living his very uh, high-profile life. Anyway, 
anyway, we got it, Chaddock. We got it. And I shouldn't have been surprised. USA Today, which is a worthless rag that wouldn't have a circulation of 12 if it weren't for people at hotel rooms getting it for free. Now that we have COVID, by the way, I wonder if, if they even have anybody looking at even even seeing the, the print edition. And they maybe they're just a website now. But they are as full of it, as 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 populated with crazy left-wing lunatics as any publication. That's saying a lot when you're talking about the New York Times and the Boston Globe. And they try what they generally do in these situations. They're all together. They're all trying to come up with, come up with angles and see how crazy they can get, how crazy left-wing they could be. And they try to one-up each other. There's a competition. And I'm going to just declare it on this Wednesday of Super Bowl week, Wednesday, February 3rd, it's over. The, the hang up the phone. The call. The competition is over. Miss um, uh, Nancy Armour wins for writing the dumbest, most ridiculous, <laughs> most far-fetched, uh, outrageous uh, take on Tom Brady on in Super Bowl week. And I say to her, Shattuck, I say to her the same thing I say to people that that hate uh, uh, hate Kurt Schilling or hate Donald Trump. I say, can't you just hate him? Why do you have to lie about him? Can't you just use what you got? Hate him for being whatever, for being friends with Alex Guerrero and selling, you know, electrolytes and saying they're the best electrolytes or just doing whatever. There's things to hate about him. Just hate the way he looks if you want. Hate the way he wins. But you got to lie about him. And here's the lead to Nancy Armour's piece today in uh, USA Today. Tom Brady was happy to talk politics until he wasn't. Now, the next... 20 paragraphs are exactly what you expect, just lying about him, saying that he supported Trump and only stopped supporting Trump because, you know, he was afraid to, to, to stand up and, and, and admit he was friends and was supporting the president. Tom Brady was never happy to talk about politics. I know I was there. I was asking about him. I was asking him about politics, and he was never comfortable with it. He was a friend of uh, Trump's he judged the Miss Universe pageant 100 years ago and he played golf with him and he didn't lie about that but he was never happy to take to talk about politics and he didn't and she points out that he displayed the MAGA hat in his locker at eye level by design <laughs> it's like an endorsement of Donald Trump it's just a freaking lie Nancy Armour is lying and the whole column honest to God I hate to do this but you got to read it to to believe how bad it is. You know, we, we need a a title for this because every day, and I knew this would happen, every day there's something else that's just so outrageous that we have to read it on the show. We have to actually read it for our listeners to believe it. The last couple of days, it was the uh, the the most it was the piece in the Boston Globe, essentially calling our old friend Mita Perel a racist because his dog took a dump in Tommy Hopper's yard. It was. Even by Globe standard, it was ridiculous. I haven't talked to you since it appeared, but you must admit, even, I mean, we expect garbage from the Boston Globe. We expect this this race uh, hustling garbage like that, even by their standards, even right. by the Globe's extremely low standards. You must have been surprised at just what a pathetic take that was. Yeah, you, you know, you've got those reporters' notebooks that say reporters' notebook on them, and usually you'd write, you know, what, who, when, how, where of the story but the thing with tommy harper and going after meter and things all that is is racist activism immediately and and that's it there's the facts don't support anything in that story 
There's no racist moment. There's no. There's nothing racist or racial about it. But the, the globe now is in the business of, of race baiting. And so they were happy to throw meter in there, regardless of the guy's, you know, dedication to the Boston Red Sox. You would think that uh, that uh, John Henry actually would, uh, would uh, you know, have a moment of conscience and, uh, and put an end to no, that stuff, at least yeah. for him. The but Boston no. Globe, is a blo- it's a blog now. It's a yeah. blog. Like no, it's it all, is, all, but it comes from the same place. And, 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 but it's the same. There's so many. Here's what I always say, and, and I'm sure you agree, Shannon, because – there's a thousand publications or blogs. He's, you're right. It's not a newspaper. It's just a, no. this far left blog that doesn't care about the truth. That's obsessed with race. And in this case, you see the headline and you say, um, uh Oh, um, you know, meter Perel or, you know, his uh, yep. the friend, uh, Christine Caswell stepped in it. You know, there's a picture of Tommy Hopper looking distressed. And there's a headline that says Tommy Hopper sees Racial bias in neighbors' complaint and Facebook post. So you say, "Uh oh, they said something. They wrote something. We got an issue here." Not only did they not say or do anything, but Harper admits it. He could have—I guess I should give him credit—he could have made it up and said that they used a racial slur. But maybe he knew that people who knew Mita Perel and people who know Christine Caswell know that they would never do that. And so he said they didn't actually say anything. I could just feel it coming off them. Right. That's like all some- it takes. That's all it takes for the despicable people, the editors and the writers of the Boston Globe. That's all it takes for the once respected uh, investigative reporter Bob Holer to write a story. Yeah, that the guy he likes, the guy he supports, just kind of felt it. He says he felt it like a summer breeze. He felt racism like a breeze. That is, I mean, honest to God, five yeah. years ago, Shattuck, five years ago. That wouldn't have got past an editor. That you wouldn't have got word one on this. You wouldn't have got one paragraph on this from the Boston Globe. They've gone round the bend, and anybody who's paying attention knows it. They long ago ceased being a newspaper. They are a crazy left-wing blog, blog excess, obsessed with race, and with one objective above all others: destroying their enemies. And you know, totally. People, totally you know totally. what their goal here was to destroy two people. Good people, professional people, they, they're going to try to destroy their lives in hopes that, you know, if someone was trying to hire Mita Perel to do play-by-play or Christine Caswell to, to teach, they want to ruin them. Not because they did anything or said anything racist, because they've picked sides. They've decided they're on Tom, Tommy Hopper's side. Hopper has a dispute with these people. And what's the best way to ruin someone these days? Call them racist. It, I mean, as far as I'm concerned... If I'm here's what I would do if I were Mita Perel or Christine Caswell, I would say Tommy Hopper is a pedophile. That's what I would say. It's you know <laughs> I did that on the air for years. If you say yeah, you know I'm racist, I'm going to say you're a pedophile. It's a really despicable thing to call someone, but so is racist. No, and I if, agree with you. We have uh, up where I am here. The school committee wanted to have this thing where essentially everybody admits to their um oh, to their to their racism and privilege. And my feeling was that's fine. We'll admit it as parents in the community as long as you admit that you're pedophiles and we'll start from there. And you're right. I think I love that uh, that formula, Jerry, and I've stolen it from you and used it myself. But the thing is, Tommy Harper also said it felt like a breeze. You know, you, you know, uh, you could just tell. Well, a breeze is something that exists. Meter didn't do anything. There was nothing that existed that they that they actually did there. There's nothing. There's no story there. It's a total and utter fabrication. Also, by the way, this gets a little more uh, um 
troublesome, Jerry, because I believe for at least a decade or two, Tommy Harper was the first base coach for uh, the Red Sox on Yaki Way, and he even had something nice to say about Tom Yaki. At the oh, good point. Yeah, good point. So who's the racist now? I mean, honestly. But uh, – Complicated here. stuff. But remember, Jerry, Shirley Lung, when after they torpedoed you guys at the radio station, remember, she was afraid that if you guys went to the Internet, went to a podcast, she was afraid about what you might say because anything goes there, even though she wasn't a listener. So these people are chasing people like you and like, well, me, for some reason, John Meter Perel and, and, of course, Brady. As if you're escaped Nazis in Argentina. And that's what they think. I mean, the, you can't, as an editor, if somebody says, I'm going to pitch a story that, that says Brady's gotten a pass for supporting Trump, you're allowed to support Trump. He was the Republican standard bearer. There's 80 million people supported Trump. You, you can't write an article on that premise. It's, it's, yeah, it but, the, but the, difference, the difference is that, like today, and I know we're going to talk more about it and make fun of her to some extent, but that's an opinion column. She can say whatever the hell she wants. Well, no, no but, but Dave, it, the premise is too weak. As an editor, the premise is a lie. The premise is a lie, which it, is it, what the premise on, in the Globe story about Tommy Hopper and John Mitterprell is a lie. Correct. Store, the premise in the uh, USA Today story about. Brady is a lie. He was not uh, happy to talk politics. It's a flat-out lie. This person doesn't care. I, I don't know if she did any research or even even Googled it and read about all the conversations Brady had reluctantly the times he was asked about Trump. He was never happy to talk politics, even before you know Trump became the biggest uh, villain uh, in, 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 in the world, the big boogeyman for these crazy uh, left-wing nuts. But here's what she did. I can guarantee it. She did, you know, kind of like what the once respected Bob Holder did at the Boston Globe. They sat down and they said, how can I, um, <clears throat> how can I uh, attack him, demonize him, belittle him? How can I do this? Let me, for the, it started with the premise, you know, started with the goal of, of attacking Brady with, of course, uh, one condition it has to be about race it has to always be about race that's the way these people think you're right you know they propose they're proponents of critical race theory a racist uh um doctrine trying to get every white person to admit they're they're racist even you know even children even you know second graders it's insane but we've reached that point we all know we've reached that point this is so perfect this is so 2021 that this person covering the super bowl covering Tom Brady, who wouldn't even say a bad word about anything, anyone in New England. You know, he made it clear he, he, he likes Bill Belichick, appreciates everything he did for him, kind of let everybody down. They were hoping for something, a little, you know, Danny Amendola-type fuel for this, for this feud. It didn't happen. So she not only blames Brady for once, once upon a time being friends with Trump, but makes it about race. Well, she was also weak too because she didn't have the balls to say, I believe that you've gotten a pass. When she actually asked it, because she asked this question to Tom Brady on Monday, we'll play it in a second here. She didn't have the balls to say, I believe that you got a pass. She had to go with Shannon Sharp said this. Oh, right. <laughs> Do you believe we can play the Shannon Sharp thing that led into it too if you want, but there's just no there's no guts. I just I I just think I, I disagree with you guys. I think whether the premise is wrong or not, the ability to ask the question in the opinion column is fair. Like, did he get a pass? We've all had this conversation. Yeah, but a pass sure. for what, Dave? A pass for what? No, that's fine, but you can debate it in the opinion piece. That's all. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you why she's 100% wrong about Brady and <clears throat> her uh, examples of, you know, 
black guys who wouldn't have got the same treatment. But I got to read these first uh, couple graphs because it's so unbelievable. But this is where we are in sports, in, in, in news, in life, in America. This is where we are. Left-wing Looney Tunes trying to outdo each other, saying, I can hate white people more than you. I can uh, create racist, uh, 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 fictional uh, racist controversies better than you. That's what they do when they wake up in the morning. How can I, which white person of privilege can I go after today? And generally, if it's a, if it's a sports figure, they could say, uh, Colin Kaepernick wouldn't have gotten the same treatment. That's what they do. There's a little formula, a little template. They wake up and just <laughs> fill in the names. Today, you know, it's Tom Brady, uh, who, was, who was happy to talk politics until he wasn't. The Make America Great Again hat in his locker, the flippant endorsement of then-presidential candidate Donald Trump. That's, that's her next sentence, which isn't even a sentence. Only when those ties became inconvenient did Brady decide he wanted to, quote, stick to sports and that he preferred to be a beacon of positivity rather than delve into society's thorny ills. How mighty white of him. (laughs) She writes, how mighty white of him. I mean, I hate to play this game every day. Can you imagine flipping this around and, and, and making this about LeBron? LeBron, who gets a pass every day. And, and you know what we could do, Shattuck? We could do the Uyghur Muslim story, which broke the BBC story on the Uyghur Muslims yesterday on the absolute atrocities being committed in the concentration camps in China, the the treatment of the people, the slaves whose job it is mm-hmm. to produce the crap that Nike sells with LeBron's name on it, the crap that Nike sells that made Colin Kaepernick a millionaire a millionaire martyr, and these two cowards, LeBron and, and Kaepernick, say nothing about the treatment. But but we'll get to that. We'll stick. We'll stick to um, Nancy Armour and USA Today on Tom Brady, just lying, just lying, saying, "Look at me. Look at how much I care about uh, a white privilege, and look at how I, how I care about the the poor treatment of of black victims like LeBron bleeping James." She writes, "Brady's ability to enter and." exit the debate at his choosing to shield himself from accountability is the height of white privilege. As this country grapples with the far reaches of systematic racism. I'm sorry, Jesus systemic. Has she gotten that's, that's three paragraphs. Has she gotten every single catchphrase in there? I mean, this is checklist, you know, white privilege. um, um, She's got uh, systems, systemic racism, Um, justice, social climate justice, justice should be in there too. <laughs> Environmental racism. Oh, um, what is that? Uh, food, um, um, what uh, South uh, Africa. Food have? apartheid. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nancy Armour from USA Today says, as this country grapples with the far reaches of systemic racism, look no further than Brady, for whom the expectations and allowances granted will always be different. And then she brings in one of these pointy-headed, race-baiting intellectuals, author David Leonard, author of Playing While White, Privilege and Power on and Off the Field. Gee, where do you think David Leonard is coming from? (laughs) Quote, whiteness is the benefit of the doubt. When Tom Brady says, I was just given the hat, or he's just a friend of mine, or when he skips the White House and says, I had a different engagement, he gets the benefit of the doubt. He gets to be an individual. So Brady 
denounces Trump, doesn't go to the White House, doesn't support him, yeah. doesn't endorse him, doesn't vote for him, and that's the benefit of the doubt? What? So he turned his back on Trump, which is what you wanted him to do. That's not enough. I guess he was supposed to, I don't know, set the hat on fire at some BLM rally. <laughs> and I, at the same time, the, they're talking about whiteness. They also preach about the mythology of whiteness, which is another science uh, construct. You know, whose hat was he supposed to have in his locker in 2015? Hillary, good question. Is it Hillary's hat? You know, you know, the person married to the author and executor of um, of um, mass incarceration, who bragged about super predators. Right, and a guy who brought a lot of dignity to the White House. Right, supposed to do. dignity class. You're supposed to be a Bill Clinton fan. You were supposed to be a I don't know Joe Biden fan, I guess. And guy who's bringing dignity and class to the White House. Just ask you know Tara Reid. But anyway, here's I remember by the way, just quickly, what was the back? Like he just got sent the hat. Somebody put it in his locker, right? That's all that. Kraft, Kraft gave it to him. They were Kraft. laughing about their friends. It was, it was a joke. Like I know what people were at the stand for now, but we were laughing at Trump back then. Yes, we yes. But he was not a serious candidate nobody thought he was going to win i mean i wish brady stood by him and uh you know supported him like some guys did like i don't know not many athletes did john daly did or or richie incognito did or rex ryan did they're not they're real, they're not real friends they're fake friends they're acquaintances they like that they played golf together so brady can play golf at nice courses whatever they're right. fake friends it's not real well, I don't know if that's true. It. I think that Trump got along with these guys. Trump yeah, but they're not texting at night. Come on. Like, there's a difference. Uh, between the real you, listen, you guys played the Howard Stern interview, and they said that they had texted recently. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, Trump stayed in touch, tried to stay in touch with Brady. Trump was very disappointed when Brady didn't go to the White House. Brady said to us on the radio that he couldn't talk about Trump anymore. His wife wouldn't let him. That's about as honest as you get, because I'm sure his wife can't stand couldn't stand trump his mother didn't like trump his sisters and he just didn't want to deal with it, it was typical brady limited distractions it didn't do him any good didn't help him do his job to get involved in politics and he never ever talked politics this person nancy armor from usa today is lying uh she speaks to another completely unbiased source a guy who you know impartial on all things brady shannon sharp of undisputed uh, Shannon Sharp quote says, quote, LeBron James can never say a prominent black athlete can never say Minister Farrakhan is just my friend. <sighs> yeah, let's hear that. Let's hear that context. Yeah, she said it. She saw it, obviously, online, a social media clip of Shannon Sharp from Undisputed. So here it is. Donald Trump stand front center with David Duke. A lot of these radical ministers that says things that are controversial. He doesn't have to. I don't know who they are. All he says, I don't know who they are. LeBron James can never say, a prominent black athlete can never say, Minister Farrakhan is just my friend. They try to cancel anybody with the just mere mention of Mr. Farrakhan's name. Okay, that that, that is so stupid <laughs> and so wrong and, and just so outrageous on so many levels. Where to begin? First of all, Shannon Sharp, you're a moron. Honestly, you're comparing Reverend Wright to President Trump. I mean, I know you hate Trump. But do we have to go over what Reverend Wright said? He celebrated 9-11. You know, he was a, an avowed anti-Semite mm -hmm. who hated this country and racist. Louis Farrakhan, perhaps the most preeminent uh, uh, anti-Semite in, in, in the history of this country. I mean, a guy who called uh, Jews termites. I mean, just a vile human being. There's no comparison. You can hate Trump if you want. You can't lie about him. Did he just say... Trump stood with David Duke? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> and, 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 so and I understand that, that they're trying to get attention and nobody watches this show and they, they need to say outrageous things. And Skip Bayless does it all the time, mostly about, you know, sports and about sports takes. But a host on Fox Sports just said Trump stood with David Duke. Now, somebody's got to be in his ear or maybe offset, off say, Shannon, do you have any evidence of that? Any proof, any example? Can you cite the date, the time? We'd love to get a photo. If he stood with David Duke, as you know, Shattuck, because you read, I mean, he did just the opposite over and over and over again. He denounced David Duke. In fact, he said, I don't even know him. I've never met him. Of course, I denounce him. I mean, it's an outrageous uh, association. Barack Obama marched with Louis Farrakhan. He's never asked about it. You know, I guess that's white privilege. You know, never asked about it, never forced to denounce Louis Farrakhan. I mean, if LeBron James, LeBron James uh, can do no wrong in the minds and hearts of these people because he hates Trump. He's a great player and uh, an icon, but he hates Trump. So they like that. LeBron James could absolutely say something about Farrakhan and how he, he likes him and read him. I mean, Nick Cannon espoused the words, echoed the words of Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. Got in a little bit of trouble, but Nick Cannon's coming back to work. Do I have that right, Conan? He's oh, coming yeah. back. Yeah, you see, just a three to six month break. I can't even remember the window. I think it was like four months. Saying white people are worse than animals. And I mean, yep. all these crazy things about pigmentation right out of Farrakhan's uh, mouth. And he doesn't, he don't lose his job. And he was barely you know, ostracized. Yeah, he's a big purveyor of black supremacy. Having right. Skin pigment is, you know, part of a oh, eugenics right. um, a formulation that makes him superior, which is the same thing as Boston Globe contributor Monica Cannon Grant, who is uh, who gets a pass for all this stuff, and she works closely with your uh, beloved Congresswoman uh, Ayanna Presley. Yeah, it's incredible. But I'm I'm just I I hate the fact that it's so damn stupid too. If you want to do a hit piece and call somebody a racist. That's fine. It, it, but to create the fake premise that, you know, he used to hang out with Donald Trump, Trump, does, Trump is not a racist. He may be a whack job and all sorts of other stuff. But this guy, this is a guy who who solely, you know, pushed forward, um, you know, criminal justice reform. This Nobody else has done that in the last 50 years. No racist, nobody who looks down and wants black people to be oppressed signs legislation that opens a gateway for black people to get a second chance in freedom in education in a ch- shot to uh, add, you know to to enjoy the fruits of the the freaking democracy it's so it's so dumb it's so haggard it's long even- i mean he got the highest black support in the republican in 60 years uh, i mean you, you know you know i mean and I don't even want to go through the name Lil Wayne and Snoop Dogg's buddy. And I mean, pardoning all these black guys who are very supportive, very, you know, Alice Johnson, very grateful. They can't give you examples. They just say, you know, it's like, again, Ayanna Presley just says, oh, he's a white supremacist. And no one even asks, can you help me out with that? Explain that. What do you mean? Ayanna Presley said there are white supremacists in Congress and nobody even asks her to name names. No one even says, can you expound on that? Miss Congresswoman, that's a pretty serious charge. But you can make these charges if you're Tommy Hopper or you're the Boston Globe or you're Nancy Armour from USA Today. You can make these charges. They can be 100% false, but no one calls you out because you're on the right side here. You're on the right side of this great culture war. But let's go back to Nancy Armour. I just can't. I mean, I, I, I we got to tweet this out on the show show account, uh, um, Colin A, because people got to read it to believe it how ridiculous this is. 
He says, it was Brady, she says, it was Brady himself who chose to make his private views public. If you think the MAGA hat just happened to wind up at his locker at camera level, not buried at the bottom beneath a pile of cleats and clothes, I have a case of TV Camera level. She thinks he placed it at camera level in a show of support, a quiet, secret support of Donald Trump. It's like the people that do that thing with the hands and they say, oh, it's a secret white supremacist, uh, you know, QAnon uh, signal. And it, it just they're looking for insane conspiracy theories and or, or they're making them up. She says Brady has carefully cult- cultivated his image over his 21 year career, whether it be his style or his p- social media posts. And he knew just what kind of reaction he would get. That is 100% false. He had no idea. He joked about Trump being his friend, joked about Trump putting a putting green in the White House. He never expected this kind of fallout. And you know what else? Nobody did. Nobody thought Trump was a serious candidate then. And they certainly didn't think five years later, lunatics like Nancy Armourford, USA Today, would make Trump out to be a a monster, a, 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 a mythic evil figure you know darth vader or 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 whatever godzilla make him out to be the monster they'd him out to be that anyone if they even you know said hello to the right. guy would be guilty by association it's 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 revisionist history it's a lie nancy armor from usa today knew it her editors knew it they did not care anything anytime they can create just contrive a white uh white privilege story especially if it uh, revolves around the biggest star in sports and the biggest uh, star in this Super Bowl. Perfect. This is what they're looking to do. Truth or facts? Who cares? Who cares? They got a chance to tie white supremacy around the neck of Tom Brady. Perfect. That's what, with the goal of most of the mainstream media this week. I want to hear this because so she asks about it on the press, which didn't go viral at all. Obviously, we heard we heard about the, the playing past 45. We heard about some of the other ones. Brady said, I didn't hear this, but she could hold his feet to the fire, right? Like her mic doesn't have to necessarily get turned off. She can start yelling back at him after he answers the question and, and start having a real debate. You know what I mean? Like she's saying, is, is he getting a pass? Well, you have a microphone on. You get to talk mm-hmm. to him right now. Are you going to give him a pass after you ask this question? And he, you know what I mean? Like she yeah. could go at him if she wanted to. Yeah. It's their chance, right? So let's hear it. Shannon Sharp said last week that he thinks that you probably would have gotten more criticism for your um, having the hat in the locker in 2015 for Trump um, had you been a black athlete or, or basically that black athletes aren't given as much room um, to weigh in on, on, you know, political topics and, uh, topics that could be controversial. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts are in response to that. I'm not sure how to, you know, respond to, you know, hypothetical questions like that. Um, you know, I hope everyone can, you know, uh, we're in this position like I am to, again, try to be the best I could be every day as an athlete, as a player, as a person in my community for my team and so forth. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what else. Right. We'll go over to James Palmer. Thank you. See right there. She could have, there's enough. There's a pause. There's a feeling. Uh, like yeah, she, she is such a fraud. She's such a liar. She knows that that Brady didn't put it there by design. It was a secret show of support for the next president who was soon going to implement a, a Muslim ban and and and, right. and, and you know, white supremacy was going to reign supreme. She's just so full of crap. And 
you know, she's representative of, of, the, of most of the media. That's, that's what they want this week. They want this. They want to inject race. They want to inject Trump. They want to inject, you know, white privilege, white supremacy if possible. She writes, this was less than a month after a deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol that was incited <laughs> by Trump. Now, that's not true. Uh, it, it was neither an insurrection nor incited by Trump, but whatever. There was a deadly riot at the Capitol. You want to ask him about it? Fine. And she says, but Brady's been allowed to divorce himself from it while black athletes are made to own their views in perpetuity. There is no end in sight to Colin Kaepernick's blackballing, even though his protests to bring attention to police brutality of black and brown people have proven to be an alarm we should not have ignored. WNBA players had one of their own owners turn on them because they had the audacity to say Black Lives Matter and amplify the stories of black and brown women killed by police. Um, they, that, they turned on their owner because their owner was a Republican who supported Trump, and they turned on her by supporting her opponent, which was, you know, the, uh, another story. I mean, is that, is that what you, is that some kind of noble cause to vote, you know, support Raphael Warnock? But anyway, uh, that By she way, is, she's talking about that. He's allowed, he's freed from having to, uh, you know, take responsibility for this in perpetuity, at least four jerks, you know, every two months talk about Brady and his, the Trump connection. Nobody's let him go for it for some reason. God knows why, what the reason is. And it's not true. It's just totally BS. And by the way, if you want to talk about you know, existential, um, you know, the marring of your of your legacy, Ray Rice had some problems and he was, uh, you know, uh, essentially, um, you know, forgiven. I, I, I think uh, no, he was not for me. He never got another job. Ray Rice paid a price. He should have, and he paid a price. My point, which and as you as typical, I mean, honest to God, you don't I think that meant Ray Lewis. He was in trouble, right? Ray Lewis, but he just killed a couple guys. I mean, we all make mistakes, right? We all make me like you haven't, you know, gotten any parking tickets or anything, Shattuck. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you killed you killed little Jerry Callie and the chicken. No, no, he's alive and well. Oh, he's alive. The roost. You killed your roost. So killed Ray Lewis killed correct. a couple of fellas and got a little blood on his white suit. You know, it happens. It is just the opposite of what she said. Uh, Brady continues to get asked about something he didn't do, which is, you know, supporting <laughs> and campaigning and speaking out for his friend, Tom Brady. No one gets a pass more than Colin Kaepernick. Nobody. I mean, he's blackballed because he doesn't want to play because he showed no signs that he wants to devote himself to football. And no one's going to sign a quarterback, a quarterback, your most important player who's not 100% committed to football. We've gone over this a thousand times. He doesn't have the guts to talk about whatever, his causes, police brutality, nor does he have the guts to actually say, I want to play football. Let He had one tryout or a little audition, which was a total scam designed for him to promote his brand. If he really wanted to play, he would have said years ago that I'm ready to play. I'm going to drop all this and be de devoted to football. And then he would have gotten a chance. I mean, he is – he. Being a martyr plays, pays better, and it, it doesn't hurt as much. So he's going to continue to remain a martyr, especially because he's a martyr who doesn't ever have to speak on his own behalf. He lets these, these stooges like Nancy Armour do all his talking for him and tell you why he's doing what he's doing. But again, I'll say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it forever. Colin Kaepernick supports cop killers. He supports people who have murdered policemen. We've talked about Joanne Chesimard many times, who's down in Cuba, 
who ran away to Cuba after uh, assassinating a a uh, New Jersey State Trooper, Werner Forrester, shooting him in cold blood while he was like begging for his life. He supports uh, Mumia, you know, who's on death row. Uh, Mumia Abu Jamal, everyone who's seen the evidence knows he's 100% guilty. He murdered a cop, similar deal, by the way, assassinated a cop in cold blood. He's guilty. He's on death row. He supports Mumia. He thinks cops are like people who used to catch runaway slaves. He, he wears, you know, pigs on his socks. He hates mm-hmm. cops. Has he ever asked about that? Of course not, because he doesn't ever answer questions. But if he did answer questions, Nancy Armour would say, she'd just go, isn't it awful what happened to George Floyd? She will never give a damn about Werner Forrester or any other cop that this Colin Kaepernick gave money to an organization devoted to Joanne Chesimar, the cop killer, gave them $25,000. That's what he does with, you know, his Nike money. He gives it to groups that support cop killers. He wished her a happy birthday on Facebook. I'd be like, you know, wishing <laughs> that's like wishing Joe Karzaniev a happy birthday. A murderer. Oh, and he doesn't get asked about it. He doesn't get, he doesn't hear about it. He's not mentioned the idea that somehow he is grilled and, and, and scrutinized where Tom Brady is not is absurd. It is a lie. This whole column is a lie. I'm glad. I'm glad we get to see it uh, this week because you know that there were you know hundreds and hundreds of media people itching to do this. They hate Brady. They think of him as, you know, Mr. White Privilege. He barely, you know, yeah. he was friends with Trump once, and they're going to hang that around forever. They're, I mean, he wins this game. He'll be his you know, seventh Super Bowl win. Post game press conference, he'll be asked about Trump. You know what if you know what about Trump? What about Trump? And he'll do what he just did to her. He'll smile and say, "I don't want to get into that," and that drives them crazy. Hang on, hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. As we all know, uniformed professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities. You are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. White privilege, by the way, Jerry, is uh, trending on Twitter as we speak right now. But but also, what about the affiliation with Black Lives Matter over the summer? If you look at the day-to-day existence in marginalized community of what's happened to black people in the black community, not only, of course, uh, is the crime rate up, some places 300%, that's shooting deaths in violent crimes, uh, but the businesses have been destroyed. Ah, As a result... Only two two billion and only 25 dead. It's not like they... 
went in and put their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Right. No, you know, if you talk about affiliation, anybody involved in anybody promoting the Black Lives Matter movement for last summer um, has a has a piece of the culpability in making the actual day to day existence of being a black person in this country worse. Right. It's much. I mean, two billion in damage, much of it in black communities. They mm -hmm. destroyed they destroyed hundreds of businesses, many of them black owned businesses. But and burned and hell burned a police station to the ground, and I believe it was the next day when they burned the police station, sent the cops running. The next day, Kamala Harris says they're not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. She right. encouraged them the day after they burned a police station to the ground. But I think it's time for you to show some respect when you talk about these BLM, you know, freedom fighters. They're Nobel Peace Prize nominees. Could you please get it straight? No, but is anything more, any more proof that we live in a completely backwards and upside down world than the group that was instrumental in causing $2 billion in damages, uh, 25 dead, cops attacked, a woman in Rochester beaten with a two-by-four, a store owner in Kenosha, an old store owner uh, beaten uh, knocked out cold, I believe, in front of his store. The people uh, involved in that are now Nobel Peace, Peace Prize nominees. Yeah, and the people in the black community, you know, these are, are hardworking people. These are people who want to do the right thing, are trying to earn a living, trying to make it here. And so now, if you're in, if you live in some of these neighborhoods now, and you call a cop, somebody's breaking in your house, and you call the cops, the cops aren't going to come in time. And somehow we've done a service. That's a good thing now. You know the people. These are the people who need the cops, and we've we've totally disengaged the cops. You've you've totally right. disparaged you've them. The, seen the numbers? The crime rates are soaring in all these communities where they're defunding the police. And uh, you remember the city council in, in Minneapolis was asked about well, calling nine one one, and she said that's something that comes from white privilege. Calling nine one one because if you go, if you call the cops, then things may get worse. Someone's breaking into your house, you know, threatening to kill you. And if you call the cops, that's from, that's then you are uh, you, you have the benefit of white, white privilege. Right. These people are poisonous. And now this trying to distribute the vaccine, you know, using in uh, equitable, uh, you know, strategies. In other words, trying to find minorities to vaccinate regardless of what demographic they're in, regardless if there's, if there's somebody who can, you know, succumb to the disease is also killing minorities. You know, you, what you should be going into communities and finding the old people who are going to die from the disease, but that's not what they're doing. And so the rollouts in Northeast cities, I mean, states like Massachusetts was totally bungled and we're, we're patting ourselves in the back now because two days ago, 75 and older can get vaccinated. It should have been from the beginning, but we waited because it's you're so insane. I mean, I, I, yeah, because we're all for racial equality. Now we have to, make sure that the, the, the black people are damaged and die this is and then they pat themselves in the back saying i did a good job this year i feel good you know it's disgusting i mean you know it is funny i said anything more anything proved that we're living in this upside down world where nothing makes sense like nominating blm why not nominate antifa by the way for a nobel peace prize that should happen too um, but it's gonna happen. Well, think well, of the madness, the utter madness of vac uh, vaccinating prisoners first or prisoners before the elderly. And this is what my mm -hmm. insane congresswoman, Ayanna Presley, and the governor of Massachusetts, Ayanna Baker, they want prisoners 
uh, vaccinated first. And I live near a, I've mentioned before, assisted living facility. Uh, they still have their, you know, common room is wrapped up with a caution, yellow caution tape. They still can't leave their rooms, essentially, you know, meals delivered. They have no human contact. There's no visitors. There's no grandkids coming to visit. Meanwhile, they want, you know, Joe Karzarniev and, and uh, you know, Mumia um, vaccinated. I mean, it's, I mean, you wouldn't believe that if I made that up, you know, a year ago. You'd say that no one would ever do that. We have a Republican governor, I shouldn't say Republican, a rhino, a fake Republican governor who defends uh, vaccinating prisoners. Prisoners have been vaccinated. Not Most of them don't want it because they don't need it. They're 25 years old. The average prisoner's like in his 20s. There's no elderly prisoners, essentially. If there were, I'd say, you know, send them somewhere special. Let them go home. Give them the vaccination. If there's a 75-year-old prisoner, <clears throat> there aren't. So even... Put aside their crimes. Put aside the fact that some of them murders and drug dealers. They're not vulnerable. They're young. Most of them are healthy. They're not dying from the virus. The people who are dying are the ones waiting, mm-hmm. alone, confused. Please vaccinate me. And our governor and our Congress people and our senators say, you can wait. We have killers. We have rapists. We have gang members. We have MS-13 to take care of before we take care of you. If that's not the most insane public policy I've ever heard, I don't know what is. It, yeah, I mean, it's I a public about, health emergency. It's a public health emergency. We're told that there's a, a half a million people are dead in this country, and we're still it was still prioritizing. Like one of the Baker pressers last week included a guy named Michael Curry who who runs a bunch of um, a bunch of health clinics in dis, in disadvantaged neighborhoods, and they're talking about how they're distributing the vaccine and. It doesn't sound like a medical discussion. This is a doctor. There is a reluctance in the communities where I've had the honor and privilege of serving on the Commonwealth's COVID-19 vaccine advisory group and can say with great certainty that equity is and will continue to be front and center in the state's carefully considered rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine. We know that our black and brown communities have higher rates of infections, hospitalizations and deaths from the virus too often up to three times higher rates in black and indigenous communities of color across the country and here in Massachusetts. With that stark data in front of us, we understood that an equity lens needed to be applied at every stage of the rollout. Which is why the rollout sucked, because we went into communities looking for people, many of whom were reticent to even take the vaccine. Why would you, if you were 30 years old, I mean, you're going to say, nah, I'm good, give it. Any decent 25, 30-year-old is going to say, give it to my grandmother, give it to my mother, my father. There's a nursing home right over there. Go over there. I mean, they know enough to know they're not going to die if they're 25 years old. Unless they're 400 pounds, they're probably going to be fine. And and why they would be prioritized other than politics and other than um, um, pandering, but in the case of Charlie Baker and, and in the case of Ayanna Presley, everything she does, every single thing she does or says is based on race. I mean, she, I, I say, all, if she goes to Dunkin' Donuts and gets a coffee and they put too much cream in it, racism. You know, if she's in traffic and, you know, someone mm-hmm. cuts her up, racism. Everything in her life, even though she's got this great privileged life, she's a congresswoman with everyone supporting her, even no matter what she does or says, she'll never get defeated. Everyone's afraid to criticize her. Everything's about race. So she thinks a 30-year-old black guy should get vaccinated before an 80-year-old a woman of white woman 
who obviously is a recipient of great white privilege. That 80-year-old widow dying in a nursing home doesn't matter because she's white. It's just madness. It's insane. Jerry, but also, remember, it's 80-year-old black people, too, who aren't getting it first. They're going into the communities and looking for people, healthy people, homeless people, people who are in detention centers. So this is once again, it's like black people can't get catch a break from these liberal homicidal maniacs. You know, they in the name of, you know, uh, racial equality and anti-racism, they're hurting black people again. And again. it's been happening for really about 200 years now. But in the last 60 years now, it's been in overdrive. Yeah, this is this is nuts. I mean, I mean, the way the, the idea that you'd give out vaccine based on race when we know who's dying. It's couldn't be simpler. You know, you're over 65, you get vaccinated. That's all. That's yeah. all. That's it. So it makes, you, makes you wonder, are progressives actually, do they actually care about the coronavirus? Or is it just simply just another oh, small, good I mean, issue? Are you kidding? The, the greatest thing that ever happened to them, the coronavirus is the reason they got rid of Trump. It is the, if not for the virus, he's president for another four years. So they're willing to do and say whatever it takes. It, it worked for them. Let's be honest. It worked. It's insane, but it's, I got to stop letting it bother me because every day I read the other day some Worcester prison, they were vaccinating and most of the prisoners took a pass. No, I'm good. No, you want the vaccine? No, I'm good. We're in nursing homes. They're just begging, please come vaccinate me so I can leave my room and see my grandkids. But as we've learned, people like Charlie Baker, Andrew Cuomo, Pritzker, Whitmer, they don't give a damn about 65, 70. God knows Cuomo's killed enough of them, by the way. We should know that by now. They don't give a damn about the elderly. They're not, they can't use them as political pawns. So they're just going to neglect them and let them die and, and go to prisons and vaccinate people or vaccinate, you know, young people with privilege. You know, as we've learned, young people with privilege are getting vaccinated, even though they don't even need it. People are just misinformed. Anyway. Why did you do this to me, Shattuck? Why did you get me going like this? We got we got other things to get to. I highly recommend that uh, USA Today column. It doesn't get any dumber. Um, uh, Colin ain't tweeted it out, so if you can read it, uh, we tweeted it out. I retweeted it, so check it out. As you you probably didn't know, Tom Brady um, is just loving all his white privilege, not getting criticized for his vehement support. Is uh, enthusiastic support of the president, the former president. We know that now. Tom Brady loves him. Hell, probably, you know, when Super Bowl's over, he'll probably be hanging out with Trump and playing golf and hanging out with Jared Kushner and vacationing with the Trumps because they're like this. They're tight. Just keep lying, Nancy Armour. Just keep lying, Shannon Sharp. You know, well, is, how, how does Tiger Woods get a pass, by the way? Um, for what? Well, doesn't, isn't he, he hangs out with Trump. They golf together. I don't know if he hangs out. That's that's a good point, but you know he's. What not, about his not, privilege? Where's the Trump, I mean, was? right? Tiger doesn't get any privilege. No, no privilege. Not Tiger. <laughs> um, Tiger, by the way, doesn't call himself black, and they they're like celebrating him for Black History Month, and he says, "I'm not black." I mean, he said it before. Maybe he's you know softened, but he said he's cable Asian. Cable Asian, I think it's a hmm. combination of like six different things, and you know he calls himself a whatever a mixed mixed bag. Um, but whatever he's uh, he's got white privilege in there somewhere, I guess somewhere in there he's got white privilege. All right, I want to get to uh, a couple other things. Um, new new CDC rules this week. Shattuck, if you're unaware, Shattuck is our football expert. He'll make his Super Bowl picks before we 
wrap this up. And I got some bad news for you, Shattuck. Uh-oh, what? The CDC says this week for the Super Bowl, they got a rule. New rule. It's not, you know, limiting the crowds or limiting the size of your turkey or like a Thanksgiving or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They say no cheering. CDC does not want you to cheer. <laughs> is there some? I know the CDs, this big pork infested, you know, hackerama. Is there like a department there that says, you know, we got to come up with some rules for the Super Bowl? You know, don't don't have a big party or whatever. Like, don't keep the crowds small, and don't cheer. It's like what they said on Thanksgiving, like no singing. <laughs> yeah, man, right. It's, it's all right. I mean, you, you got hands. You might as well use them to clap, right? Or you could use your noisemaker. It's not. It's not the end of the world. You don't need right, to listen. Tony's always willing to follow the rules. <laughs> so you are you you're rooting for Brady this week, correct? Of course. Yes. Silently. So, yes. yes. Brady oh, leads silent. his team, leads the Bucks down last minute, wins the game. You're not going to cheer. No, I'm going. I'm going to have my noisemaker clearly, and I'm just going to be whatever you do with a noisemaker. I'm going to make noise with that. Yep. Yep. And going, the good news is my mask. The good news is by Sunday, Fauci will be back to saying no masks. Masks don't work because he's gone from don't wear a mask to wear one mask, to wear two masks, to wear one mask. I think he's back to two masks now, isn't yeah. he? As of yesterday, yeah. two days ago, he was two days ago, one mask. So either Sunday will either be wear three masks or no masks, one or the other. Flip-flop Fauci has oh, yeah. not chimed so, in yet. I don't know but, if you saw Fauci yesterday, but he was on um, PBS being interviewed. about, And this is when he came back for the two masks. And he said, when I see my patients, I usually will wear my N95 and another one. So usually I'll wear two masks at a time. I'm like, when does he have time to see patients unless there's a triage in the uh, green room? It's like this guy <laughs> is on every freaking show I've ever seen. I've never seen somebody as much as I see well, this guy. If, if, if Sanjay Gupta has a heart attack, Fauci will be there to give him CPR because that's the only patient he ever sees. He is pathetic. I mean, I, honestly, I think we've reached the point where even, you know, his good friends on on, on CNN and MSNBC are sick of him. I mean, it's just a guy. Yeah. It was. He did a long interview with the Washington Post on video. It's like some online cable show where he sat down with you know Matt Inglasius and talked on and on about how we will never be safe until the virus is eradicated around the world because you know we're a global community now, which means obviously we won't be safe. We won't be you know shaking hands and 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 cheering at football games forever. I mean. The idea that we're going to eradicate the virus from the whole planet before we can go back to normal, which is what Fauci oh, yeah. wants, because it's because you know well, it's good business. And if the, if we ever got rid of the virus completely, who's going to interview him? That's all he wants to know. Who's going to interview him? I mean, I guess he'll write a book eventually. <laughs> he'll write a book, and the first chapter will be Orange Man Bad, and all the media they'll give him you know all the time he wants. And I guess you know all the you know usual places will promote the book. It'll be terrible, but. I mean, he he'll he's, be a hundred years old. He spent time like, complaining to Rachel Maddow that Trump wouldn't let him go on the right. show, even but though I'm, he loved her. He told her yeah. she was his favorite. <laughs> Freaking incredible! And these the CDC, by the way, and Fauci's not with the CDC, but he's close enough. They hang out. The CDC has they put out the uh, the memo, the regulation suggesting that you social justice and inequity should be used in distributing the vaccine. You know, so they're responsible. We followed the CDC's guidance in Massachusetts, which is why it sucked. Of course, in West Virginia, those stupid rubes didn't take any guidance from the feds, and they're all vaccinated now. You know, the people who um, who um, 
what's his name? Seth Moulton said uh, they have it coming if they get the uh, if oh, they get right. coronavirus. Yeah, they have it coming. They did the right thing. You know, DeSantis is doing the right thing. By the way, DeSantis, he, I, President I, DeSantis, I call, call him, him President-elect. You know, let's I think he set up the office already. President-elect DeSantis. Uh, he is without a doubt the front runner. He does and says the right. He's like Brady. He says the right thing. Every day, every time. I hope Brady doesn't have a DeSantis hat, Jerry. Uh-oh. That could be problematic. Yeah, that's, a good point. that's a good point. That'd be white privilege and all, and all that. But uh, go, Ron DeSantis. I wouldn't mind, you know, Christy Nome on the ticket. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of time to to work this out. Christy Nome and, and Josh Hawley's is co- going to come up big because he's taking on big tech and all the right people hate him and target him. But we'll see. We get time to go over that. I don't, I know one guy who is probably not going to be on the ticket in uh, two, uh, four years, Shattuck, and that would be uh, Mike Lindell. You know, Mike Lindell, <laughs> big Trump guy, and I give him credit for this. You know, He is loyal, man. Unlike Tom Brady, Mike Lindell is standing by the big bad orange man to the end, and his business is hurting. He's been banned from Twitter. They banned him from Twitter, and he had a lot of followers and you know, did a lot of politics on there and he's a right winger and he's a religious guy. We know his story, former crack addict, built up a great business uh, right here in America, 2000 employees right here in America. Well, he was on the, on the target, the death list for, for the mainstream media, big tech. So we started tweeting from his company account, the big, the MyPillow account. They caught him doing that. They banned that for life. So he's banned <laughs> for life from every social and he doesn't care. I mean, I, sh- I should say he doesn't care. He's willing to pay the price. So he goes on Newsmax, which is probably the last place that will take him now because he still is sticking to his guns and blaming, you know, Dominion machines and blaming, you know, uh, uh, voter fraud. And he hadn't got the memo that big tech and big media are demanding you not mention voter fraud, unless you're Stacey Abrams and you think they stole the election from you four years ago, unless you're, you know, think that, she is the rightful governor. That's okay. You can do that. And by the way, you could get nominated for a Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. But if you're Mike Lindell and you think Trump was robbed, you must be like eliminated, eliminated from the planet. You can't talk about it. You can't say anything about it, or you will be uh, silenced completely. He goes on Newsmax, and of course, Mike Lindell starts talking about voter fraud. And speaking of fraud, the anchor, one of the anchors, this guy Sellers, walks off the set. Can we play this, Shattuck? It's unbelievable. We at Newsmax have not been able to verify any of uh, those kinds of allegations. We just want to let people know that there's nothing substantive that we've seen. And let me read you something there. While there were some clear evidence of some cases of vote fraud and election irregularities, the election results in every state were certified, and Newsmax accepts the results as legal and final the courts have also supported that view. So right. we so, wanted so to talk to you about canceling culture, if you will. We don't want to relitigate the, 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 the uh, allegations that you're making, Mike, because we, we, we understand where you are. So let me ask you this. Do you think that this should be temporary because it appears to be permanent? Could you make an argument that it is temporary? Could you make an argument that this could be a temporary banning rather than permanent no i want it to be a permanent because you know what they did this because i'm revealing all the evidence on friday of all the election fraud with these machines so i'm sorry if you okay think it's not, uh, mike it's I, 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 can i ask our producers can we uh, get out of here please 
I, I don't want to have to keep going over this. Actually, we at Newsmax Mike, have not been able wait, to verify any of those wait allegations. Wait, that you're, you're, Mike, oh, hold on a second. Everybody hold on a second. Mike, Mike, hold on one second. Uh, let's talk a little bit. <laughs> that guy's a star. He's a star. No, what that, a tool. That, that, what an you know, absolute tool. Couple things. Couple things. You never walk off. You never walk off. I've, I've been through many times on the radio where people walked off. Our old friend Gary Tangway walked off twice. And we still brought him back, even though our boss didn't want us to, because he said that was the cardinal sin. And it is. <clears throat> you don't go walking off the set. You stay there and you debate him. You disagree with him. You invited him on. He, what Lindell, Lindell's crazy, I admit, and, he, and he's obsessed with these uh, conspiracy theories. But they asked him why his account got banned, and he explained why. That's the truth. He answered the question. Now he rambled on. But this guy, I'm going to tell you what Bob Sellers, this fraud, what he's thinking here. He has been, it has been drilled into his head, as well as into the heads of lots of people in the media, that you cannot go there. This is the dark secret here. Mentioning election fraud, that's not only a crazy conspiracy theory. Even if you say, like, like Rand Paul does, that they changed the rules illegally, the courts did it, should have been the legislatures in Milwaukee, they allowed this kind of... Uh, mail-in vote, and they shouldn't have done it without an address. And there's plenty of issues, and Rand Paul discusses them. But they have made it clear that if you do that, you might be canceled. That if you do that, you might be taken off the air, taken off Twitter. You're not allowed to, again, unless you're Stacey Abrams or unless you think right. the Russians the Russians meddled four years ago to help yes. Trump. That's A-OK. But if you think there was any election fraud that helped Biden you should be very careful because they're going to come get you and just eliminate you. And that guy knew it. Bob Sellers knew it. And he said, I don't want any part of this. He's a, he's scared. He, it's pathetic. He can't sit there and disagree with the guy. The guy he invited on, he has to literally walk off. If I'm whoever that runs Newsmax, I should know that because, you know, that's my, my, my network. I like Newsmax. Yeah, it's ruddy. <laughs> right? me on. And, and, but the guy running it should have fired Bob Sellers yeah. on the spot. Well, he could say Sellers could say that he's trying to make sure they don't lose their cable, um, their cable deals with the distributors, you know, like Verizon and whatever they want to make sure that they. So still what if it. you argue with Lindell and you call him a nut and you say you're wrong, you're crazy, whatever you said is yeah. stupid. No, I, th I agree. I think I, I, I agree. What he did is abandoning the seat. So he abandoned the seat to Lindell, as a matter of fact. So now Lindell is the co-host. Instead of Bob Sellers, which is ridiculous, that's terrible. There is there is a certain anchor hardo thing that they a lot of them TV people feel like they're doing something important <clears throat> by taking a stand and not allowing certain things to be said on air because they're very dangerous. You can't say things, and you know you, even Dan Rather walked off the set right when, when they played tennis instead of his newscast or something. All right. But so they they do it. These guys aren't serious. These are. But it's a fireable offense. It should be. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's it, that guy. They should have said you don't want to talk. You know, fight with Bob with Mike Lindell. That's fine, Bob Sellers. You can go now. You know, maybe right. you're, well, maybe but NBC also, will hire you. Maybe they'll think you're a hero, or you know, maybe you no, know, uh, whatever. You'll be you'll be safe on Twitter. No one will ever ban you on Twitter because you proved that you will not indulge this this topic. I mean, it was right. funny that the producer, the producer chose, chose to back Mike Lindell in that moment and stuck with Lindell versus 
giving Sellers what he yeah. wants. Oh, I'm sure he's a jerk if Sellers <laughs> is a jerk. But also, why did you have Mike Lindell on? What do you think he's going to talk about Giza the whole time? I mean, Jesus, the guy's <laughs> whole reason for being right now is to talk about election fraud, and he believes it. And there was a time when you were considered a very good person if you had a uh, selected, not elected, bumper sticker in, in, in the year 2000 after that election. It is insane. It is that, I mean, you could talk about anything. We could talk about whatever, you know, white privilege. We can talk again about uh, the uh, um, insurrection. Viking man was going to take over the country. They were going to take overthrow the government, which is insane and silly and ridiculous. But you can say that it's America. You're allowed to say, if you believe in crazy conspiracy theories, hell, you know, you're allowed to, if you're Marjorie Taylor Greene, you could say Jewish lasers started the firefight, uh, the forest fires. And, and <laughs> if you're Rashida Tlaib, you could say there's no such thing as Israel. You're allowed to say, if you're Ayanna Presley, you could say there are white supremacists in the House, in the Congress. If you're AOC, you could say your fellow Congress people tried to murder you. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to say outrageous things, and even if you're an elected official, but you can't go on Newsmax and still say, I don't think the election was on the level there. That is crossing the line. I mean, you could, you know, it, it, it is incredible the, the, the fear that has been instilled in people like Bob Sellers yeah. and many, many others. And for good reason, they don't want to be canceled. And nobody who's not insane, the moment after the, cap- the Capitol was attacked, that somebody said it was a white supremacist attack. Everybody knows that's that, horse bleep. Everybody knows that. That, that and, took a couple of days. It wasn't right away. It took a couple of days. Obviously, if you're Ayanna Presley, everything and anything is white supremacy. And the, but the I, problem I have is it's a white supremacy thing. But no one ever says, "How does that work?" I mean, where's the right. racist element? It, it, they're, they're, just explain it to me. Right? No, and it's absolutely it's absolutely not there, and it's unnecessary. You have a right. horrific, disgusting, brutal attack that happened where a cop gets killed. You've got it right there. You you don't need to make this into another rebranded as a racist attack. You know, you have you got guys with antlers walking around the freaking capital. You know, it's like I say, you can hate these lunatics and and you should. Why do you have to lie about them? Why can't you just right. say they're bad it's, people? You know, they're they're lawless, they're trespassing, they're rioting, they're violent. They led a cop got killed. A, a, a woman got shot. An unarmed woman got shot by a cop. I remember when we used to have riots over those kind of things. But you know, that's this is different. Why do you have to lie and say it's racist? Why can't it just be evil? Right? It's <laughs> bad enough. It's, it's bad enough for Christ's sakes. He's wearing beaver pelts. You know, <laughs> these weirdo stoners walking through the Capitol. But yeah, right. but but I mean, it's. There's, it's all about political utility, and we have to, uh, we have to move on. We have to get your football Super Bowl pick. People are waiting for that. They know that you are on a roll. They know that you have done your research. And mm-hmm. we got to mention our friend Turtle Boy after I mentioned Shake Concrete. This is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs for any home, including your home. Available in concrete, or you can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. You can do this in the winter. They do all the work. You pick out the, the stones. You pick out the granite. You pick out the brick. They do the work. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, just like that. Just like that, your house could be worth more. Your house could look better, 
leave it to shade concrete. In most cases, they can remove your old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at shayconcrete.com or stop into one of their four state-of-the-art facilities. They're all over New England. They're, they're open. They're ready for business. They don't care about the weather. Go in there and check out their precast concrete steps. That's shayconcrete.com. All right, uh, Shattuck, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going with the with with the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, because I'm rooting for white privilege. I'm rooting for white privilege here. Yes, um, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Maybe I'll do this tomorrow. I was going to do this today. I was going to do the tale of the dirt bags, and I like to do this in the Super Bowl when I'm looking at teams in neutral cities. I try to figure out which team has the most dirt bags, and I root against them. I'm, I'm, I'm making my tail the dirt, dirt bags. Tyreek Hill, Frank Clark, Antonio Brown. There's a few in this matchups. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. We'll try to figure out who has whose dirt bags are worse. But you don't deal with stuff like that. You're a data guy, a number-driven guy. You mm-hmm. look at the, the, the metrics, <laughs> and you make your pick. Is the line – what is the line right here, Colin, right now, Colin? Do we have uh, – let, uh, let me pull it up, actually. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, let's face it, they're on the road. They're at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is home, sleeping in their own beds. Uh, Tom Brady is uh, looks very comfortable. As somebody pointed out yesterday, he looks younger than Patrick Mahomes. He looks he looks so good right now. He looks ready to go. He looks confident. Obviously, the Chiefs have a great, great quarterback, a great offense, a really good coach, some great weapons, great tight end, explosive Wide out in the scumbag Tyreek Hill. Who do you like, Tom Shattuck? Chiefs three and a half, by the way. Chiefs three and a half. Chiefs minus three and a half, Tom. Yeah, well, uh, I, I like to say, Jerry, that um, football is a game of inches. Right. Um, which is something I coined. In it. So what we're going to see here is a lot of small ball from Tom Brady. Wow. A lot of, to harken back to the Troy Brown over the top, dink and dunk. Uh, game. This is uh, the the Brady uh, um, wideouts are going to be contained, Jerry. So we're going to see a running game, a lot of short passes. The uh, and the, how do you say it? And Dominican Sue is going to yes, shut down Dominican Patrick Mahomes, Sue. Jerry. And this is going to be a decisive twelve point victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Decisive. Wow. So you're going with Brady and the Bucks? Um, I'm telling you. I've, I've like two months ago. I thought people in New England were like rooting against Brady because it hurt too much. It seems. I think they're all on board now. I'm thinking 75, 80 percent of New England is rooting for Tom Brady, mm-hmm. including uh, Tom, uh, Tommy the Greek, Shattuck, and me. We're all in. I'll make. We'll do more of this tomorrow. I do want to tell you why you should root against Kansas City. I'll do that tomorrow. But one guy we're we're rooting for is our, our friend Turtle Boy, who is uh, taking a step back because he has some mental health issues. As he tweeted yesterday, um, he's struggling with depression. If you were wondering why we haven't had him on, uh, he's taking a step back and is going to take a little break, take care of himself as well he should. Uh, he's not blogging a whole lot. You can check out his um, his blog about his personal situation at tbdailynews.com. I recommend it. I tweeted it out. He explains how he's feeling, what he's going to do about it. He promises to be back, and I'm sure he will be. But uh, I think it's me, you know, Kellen. I think it's me. I just, <laughs> Everybody I mean, around you drops. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know much about the experience that those guys have have gone through, but I'll tell you this: like, just for him to write that blog, it means something. I mean, he's his fan base, like his turtle riders, as he calls them. That that is a community uh, that is a loyal, loyal community to him. So for him to uh, to write that blog, hopefully, it helps a lot of the thousands of people that read his blog. I know, and he's and I guarantee he's got a lot of enemies too, as we know. They're yep. they're going to revel in this and wish him the worst, but. Uh, I think he'll do fine. I think he'll be well. He's got a lot of people, as you mentioned, who are willing to guest blog. So I'm sure uh, there'll be some stuff on there worth reading while he's out. I don't know how long he'll be out, but uh, it's too bad. You know, he's like, he's got, he's young. He's got young kids. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot to, to, to live for. To So, so there is, enjoy. Jerry. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, you've had this. There is. There's this white hot energy on people who are out there in the public eye, and for him, of course, there's a lot of ire out there, and you know a lot of support as well. But you know, human beings aren't used to being exposed to hundreds of thousands of people at a moment, and having the energy of people wanting you ruined. Literally, you talked yesterday about somebody wanting to kill you and and Dino. Um, it's not just that, but you know, we're not made to be standing here as this weather vane in these cross currents of all these controversies and all this attention and people saying he sucks. You screw him. I hope right. they get canceled. This and that. At some point, I mean, the, the, the thing that makes I think you guys that made you guys good at and makes you good now is to be impervious to all that noise and all that noise. But um, at some point, though, I think you can lose that shield. And that must be a horrifying well, thing. For I, a I tell you, one thing that's changed, uh, Shattuck and Cullinane, is that it used to be you get letters, and I used to have a big box full. I think I have them somewhere. Just hate letter, hate mail. You suck. Mm-hmm. I hate you. And it was just part of the job. Sometimes you made a column out of it. You know, here are my letters, and you write them, and it could be pretty entertaining. And they wish you the worst, and they hope that you, you know, your dog died. Now. Yep. They don't just write you an email. They write an email to your sponsors, to your boss, to, mm. you know, to the whatever attorney general at times. I mean, guaranteed that's what Turtle Boy's been through. And you get legit death threats and you legit have people who have devoted their life to ruining yours. And that, you know, I care what anyone says. You can be as thick skinned, as tough as, as, as they come, but that can get to you. That can mm. leave a lump in your stomach when you go to bed at night saying you have people these relentless diabolical dark forces, whether they, you know, uh, take a paycheck from John Henry at the Boston globe, or they're just angry at something you said or wrote or blogged, they're dedicated their life to ruining you. And turtle boy knows that as well as anyone. And, and he handles it as well as anyone, but you know, maybe it, it, at some point it just, you can only do so much at some point it gets to you. And maybe that has gotten to him. I don't know. I don't know what he's telling is uh, hopefully he's got professional help and they're getting through this and, you know, he's going to be okay, whether it's medicine or you know medication mm-hmm. or therapy. But I'm going to guess that that does have kind of a cumulative effect over time of so many people that just hate you. And again, in this day and age, these vile people, these just these, these terrible, uh, disgusting human beings who live to ruin people. Who yeah. want to ruin you because they disagree with you or don't like you, so they wake up in the morning and they they email your 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 sponsors, your bosses, your 
whatever they, the, the, the authorities and, and they just don't rest until they ruin you. There are people like that out there as we well know, and that can get to you after a while. And maybe it's gotten to turtle boy, but I think he'll be, he'll be okay. I think he just needed a break and, uh, and maybe to figure some things out and get his priorities straight. But I think he'll be back. I'm always afraid of saying the wrong thing. When I talk about my friends who are going through this, cause you never know what the right thing is. You never know when yeah. things will trigger, you know, your, your well, friend. Do you have it, Jerry? Do you get depressed? Uh, I guess. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm no, I don't get suicidal. No, I don't get uh, clinically depressed. I don't think, I don't know. I don't take drugs or go to therapy. I'm lucky. You know, Well, I was, when I was reading that and I don't, I don't know much about this topic. And so it's, it is tough to speak on it in these situations, but besides hearing, you know, Kirk's situation now, turtle boys, and I don't like to compare people's situations because everything's obviously different, but I'm, as I start to compare, right? Like when you were, when you guys were going through what you were going through, Jerry, you could look over and say, Hey, Kirk, did you get the same email I got? Did you get like turtle boys writing a blog? by himself basically and i know he's got his fans and his communities he's got some people it's, it's, it's a good not part of a he's, he's not always always part of a, a, a like a team aspect per se besides his you know community that he built it's it's so i, I can imagine that can be a struggle for sure you know looking right. you're right. that is that is very good point you're alone it makes it harder it it exacerbates the problem yes. no question uh i want there was a tv uh, i mean a radio critic uh the boston herald years ago and we used to be friendly, and I don't know him anymore, but his, he told me one time he had a theory that morning radio drives you insane. Mm. It's the lack of sleep, kind of the frenetic energy involved in it, but you just, over years, the sleep deprivation combined with the, you know, the crazy energy, the dynamic of being in there every day, and he, this was long before, you know, Turtle Boy or anyone else, but, um, you know, like Charles Laquadera, he'd say is, Imus and I mean the, the for years you know Stern for years these guys were either uh, you know, on the brink or completely you know gone because of the years of doing it it just pushed you to the edge and maybe there's something to that uh, God knows you know my my uh, years with Dino were 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 an experience he was crazy. And in a different kind of way, I don't know if that's the case with Turtle Boy. Maybe Dave's right. It's just very isolating and you don't have anybody to share it with. And maybe he'll figure that all out. But I I also know I knew a guy in radio who's very controversial, who's recently passed away. And he and uh, he used to get um, legal notices um, and um, stuff from law firms. They'd harass him. The company would harass him. Um, with all sorts of different subpoenas and and um, by the way, that, I think I know what station you're talking about. That station's no longer in, in existence because of that. Yeah, because they could not handle the pressure that the special interest put in this in electronic age when they can email so easily and text and call. The pressure the advertisers because the people who hated that guy you're talking about and and Michael Graham they hated them. They put so much pressure. They the station just eventually gave up. They gave up. There was yes. no longer an FM talk station because good talk radio is going to you know, engender some, you know, some controversy inevitably. And nowadays, the, the, the squeaky wheels can make your life difficult. And uh, and thus, I am sitting here talking to you two idiots. And um, <laughs> if, if unless you do it, you know, unless you 
do it as, as we've said many times, unless you're Mike Greenberg and you're just totally vanilla, it's hard to survive. Yeah. If you do it right, it's hard to survive. And the I mean, I'll, is, I'll talk. I'll talk dog shit stories every day if you want to, Jerry. I'm I'm into those stories. Those are but fun. The, <laughs> but like that. But I mean, just Mita Perel for being affiliated years ago with a talk show is a target. You know, I mean, and, yeah. and anybody is, and it, I think that that Portnoy's got to be the big fish now, because for some reason these sensibilities of these progressives are upset that. You know, everyday people went into the stock market and tried to screw with uh, with hedge fund people. I don't even get why you'd be offended over that. You well, know, no, Portnoy's always been a target, but his company, you know, first with him in charge, now with the whatever Nardinian, they stand by him. They get absolutely bombarded, whether it's Portnoy or anybody else, in the company with that. You know, these 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 stormtroopers, these diabolical forces that are trying to cancel you. They get it. Their advertisers get harassed, their partners get harassed, and they stand strong. What you need to survive now is a really strong boss, which obviously I didn't have in in uh, in the radio. I mean, our boss just just uh, crumbled under the pressure and and gave up, surrendered, and just threw us to the wolves. That's the way it works in some places. Portnoy is lucky. I mean, again, he he's part of the reason he's still there because he was uh in management he was the you know he's what is he the ceo i don't even know what his title is president now prez yeah actually but we, i don't even know if he, he's a he's, chief content officer i don't think he, yeah nardini's the ceo. ceo yeah and other people other guys like howard stern survived by just uh totally changing his stripes just a, a completely changing his approach to the job changing everything he believed in i mean he used to be a crazy pro-death penalty libertarian now he's a hard left liberal supporter of Hillary Clinton and, and, and Joe Biden and Barack Obama. Now he hates, now he's like Jimmy Kimmel. He's a big liberal. He, he doesn't really believe that, but he did it to survive. He has a $50 million home in Palm Beach. He has a private jet. He made a choice. He said, what am I going to do? Am I going to continue to be myself and face the cancel culture and, and have everyone hate me and try to ruin me? Or am I going to get on the, the team with all the the people who do the canceling, if you and go he, woke, everything is forgivable. It's he remarkable. Went and, Jerry, and he would have people with disabilities in the studio fist fighting for fun in the morning. Right. Well, those days are over, and he'd be making fun of you know celebrities. He'd been making fun of Ellen. They'd be making fun of you know Kimmel or James Corden. And instead, he joined them. You know, fight him or join him, and he joined them. And it's for 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 you know profit. He joined them. He's making a fortune. He's going to be signed for the rest of his life. He made a conscious decision to go with those dark forces, and now he's on their team. And it's hard to blame him. He's making hundreds of millions of dollars. If he stuck to his guns and remained true to himself and his audience, he would have been canceled a hundred times over by now. But that's the way it is. And it's hard to, you know, stick to your guns in this day and age. Um, you end up like, you know, you end up canceled, ruined. Well, and in, 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 in there are things to be worried about. You know, if, if Biden rams through, uh, which he could do with reconciliation, a $15 minimum wage, that is the bullet in the head to the rest of the small businesses in this country. That means people in the minorities will not be able to get jobs anymore. In, in college kids, they're going to be, you know, supplanted by machines. And this green stuff to destroy, to delete instantly tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of energy jobs right now. 
for jobs that are theoretical right now, you know, in a green it's, hydrogen, it's, it's, this it's, is insanity. It's criminal. It's criminal what he did to these pipe fitters. Although, I just eliminated eleven thousand jobs, average salary over a hundred grand. These people who have lived in, you know, communities, their kids in school, they had good jobs, they were doing good work, they were protecting the environment with this pipeline, much better for the environment than trains and trucks. But mm -hmm. it didn't matter. This was uh, uh, throwing a bone to the crazy environmentalist extremists who want to eliminate oil. And he and they gave him money and they gave him support and he paid them back. And I have mixed feelings because the pipe fitters union endorsed him. So I don't really have a lot of sympathy for those union guys whose union endorsed Biden. But it is criminal what he's doing. It is insane. It is wrong. But well, you know, the union guys he, he's who, doing what he said he would do. The union guys who who live in Washington, D.C., like Trumpka, et cetera, those are different cats than the guys you work in construction jobs, you know, and so well, I, I mean, it's there. You not every union, but the pipe fitters union, you know, the ones working on a Keystone endorsed him and he said he was going to do it. And they, I guess, didn't believe him. He did it. But we'll do that another day. I don't know where you why you're taking me down that road. I'm trying to wrap this up. Good luck to Turtle Boy. Good luck. He needs it. And he and I'm sure he'll be. He'll be great. We are rooting for him. Uh, again, you can read his story on TB Daily News, his blog about his current mental state and the and the um, issues he's dealing with now. I think he'll be okay, but we'll see. We'll, we'll get him back here as soon as, uh, as soon as he wants to come back. But uh, thank you to Tom Shattuck. He's picking the uh, the the Bucks. I picking again. The Bucks plus three and a half. Give me your MVP. It's going to be uh, your tight end, Robert Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. If Gronk had like eight, eight catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns, and that would be a lot of fun. But uh, I doubt it's it. It's a lock, I mean, Jerry. It's a lock. I'm going to guess the MVP will be the guy, you know, with all that white privilege, uh, Tom Brady. But we'll see. Read the USA Today column, too. I recommend that. We tweeted it out. It is so bad. It's so silly. It's it, It'll make you laugh out loud by uh, Nancy Armour from USA Today. Why don't we put a call into Nancy Armour, Colin? We reached out this morning. No word back, unfortunately. Tomorrow, but yeah. we'll, we'll uh, see. Tomorrow we'll get more into the Super Bowl. I'm going to give you the uh, the matchup of the dirtbags and try to maybe uh, talk you out of rooting for the Chiefs. You know, if you were thinking of rooting for Patrick Mahomes, he's got some dirtbags on his team. But we'll give you the details well, you know, get the arrest records. That's always fun. But anyway, thank you to Tom Shattuck and thank you to Shea Concrete and DCU and Allied Paving and, and GovX. And thanks to everybody for listening. You can listen on our website too, by the way. I never mentioned it. Uh, I forget what it is. Jerry Callahan. The Jerry Callahan podcast. Podcast.com. You can click on the little arrow and listen on there if that's uh, more convenient to you. Uh, we appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done. 
all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. 